Welcome to a special legislative edition of the IAPSS Poll Position Podcast. In this episode, IAPSS Executive Director Dr. Bob Taylor provides a mid-session update on the progress of the 2024 legislative session. Greetings, everyone. This is your IAPSS Executive Director Bob Taylor coming to you with a uh, legislative review at the midpoint of this 2024 short legislative session. It's been an interesting month of January as we've gone through a total of about 30 bills that have gone through both the House Education and the Senate Education and Career Development Committee. IPSS is tracking uh, a number of those bills that have direct or specific influence on our public schools, and we're working in close association with IASBO and with ISBA, as well as our partners in the uh, Urban Schools Association, the Rural Schools Association, and the Suburban and Growing Schools Corporation. Appreciate everyone's input. Thought I would just give kind of a brief overview. I know many of you receive a variety of updates and uh, informational emails concerning legislation, so I don't want to be redundant, but I do think would be good if we kind of reviewed a couple of things here and uh, just if nothing more than food for thought as we move into the second half. Uh, Bills now starting after next week will start to cross over from House to Senate and Senate to House and we'll go through the various committees and there will be a number of changes. Uh, I think it was Yogi Berra that said it ain't over till it's over and that is nothing uh, truer than with the Indiana education statutes and legislation that comes by. Um, Throughout the first uh, month of January, again, uh, we focused primarily on about 11 bills that came through the House Education Committee and about 12 bills that focused uh, on education on the Senate side of the aisle. And in addition to that, there's a couple of bills that uh, we're looking at closely on insurance that could have a direct and significant impact on um, the work that you do with your with your school health insurance plans. And so we're working again to try to keep an eye on that as well. Um, but to start off with, uh, real quickly in review, uh, Senate Bill 1 was the first priority bill coming out of the Senate that's dealing with the reading uh, program and specifically on the retention Uh, element that we've all been hearing about that did pass out through party lines. We'll be moving across to the House, but there were some changes. Uh, The retention element is still there, but there was amendments made addressing good cause exemptions, also expanding the notification to parents and the engagement of students earlier than third grade. We do anticipate that a similar version of SB1 will come through the House, but this is a bill that's a priority and by all likelihood will will move through. Uh, We also were looking at uh, Senate Bill 211, which addresses collective bargaining that will now not be required to start until after October 1st. Um, That should provide a little more fiscal understanding with the ADM counts and those types of things. So keep your eye on Senate Bill 212 or 211, excuse me. Senate Bill 212 was a bill that came out as well, uh, talking about human sexuality or, quote, sex ed courses, that now the parents not only have to be notified, but content, instructor, all aspects of any kind or any form of human sexuality instruction have to be approved by the local school board and posted on the website for parents' review. So that's Senate Bill 
212 that came through on that. Uh, Senate Bill 185 came through that addresses cell phone and the restriction of cell phone use. A number of our schools, a number of our superintendents and their corporations currently have language from their school boards that uh, limit cell phone use or outline cell phone use, but this gives you a state statute. I anticipate this to pass. Uh, this allows some discretion by the teacher as to when cell phones can be used with regards to instruction. That bill, uh, SB 185, will be coming through as well. You may want to pay attention to that. Senate Bill 270 was one on referendum sharing. Uh, that is expanding last year's legislation, which really put the referendum sharing just to four counties in the northern part of the state, and that will be expanded to all um, ability, uh, all charter schools to have the ability to share in the referendum. There's a number of provisions and requirements there. We'll continue to monitor that and have some opposition to that. Uh, House Bill 1073 was of good interest. That was considered a special education bill, but in essence, that bill came across as requiring video cameras in specific classrooms under specific circumstances, and the videos would be there. Uh, we were in, in opposition to the broad-based application. The initial bill not only called for video cameras in every special ed classroom, every timeout, every behavioral uh, sensitivity classroom, but also called for behavioral interventionists in every school. Quite honestly, the fiscal on that was over $160 million statewide. So the bill was amended to just have video cameras available in special needs areas of sensitivity, timeout, uh, or of students with severe and profound identifications. I think it will have a real scrutiny when it crosses over to the Senate, and we'll see how that is influenced as that comes through, but that's House Bill 1073. Uh, House Bill 1137 uh, was also presented that allows students to have an excused absence from school during the school day to participate in religious instruction or religious curriculum courses. That went from a may to a shall. So schools now have to let those students go, but there are some provisions and caveats with regards to a student standing both with attendance and academic uh, achievement. So keep an eye on that one too. Uh, Senate Bill 282 was one that uh, addressed the issue of uh, uh, attendance and chronic absenteeism in school. Uh, again, it was amended as the process played through. So now that that uh, attendance issue and, and how that plays into the interventions that schools have and the engagement of parents and other state agencies uh, to curb chronic absenteeism uh, will be initially applied just to elementary students will be uh, deferred with recommendations to a summer study committee. So we'll continue to monitor that and really work with the authors of that bill. Uh, and if it does pass, really work this summer to, to make sure that that is a, a meaningful bit of legislation for, for all our schools. Um, Senate Bill 141 was introduced on the last day of uh, allowance uh, for Senate bills to be presented to committee. That is a bill that addresses the dictation of the utilization of school counselors. 
it initially was designed so school counselors would be mandated to be utilized for direct student service for 85% of their day. Um, we opposed that bill. We thought that was too limiting. Uh, also, it sets apart the school counselors from other school employees that are utilizing their time to support educational programming. We pointed out that superintendents are driving school buses, principals are cleaning bathrooms, and teachers are providing supervision in the cafeteria and the hallway, uh, which is all outside of their designed area of expertise or contribution. Uh, but the bill did pass, but it was amended. So coming out of the Senate, the bill reads basically that for the first year, Counselors, 60% of the counselor's time has to be guaranteed, dedicated to uh, specific one-on-one -on -one or one-on-small group uh, interaction with students. And the second year, it's 85%. We'll be working with some of the House members uh, to talk about the feasibility of this and to talk about uh, the realities of how that limiting of a utilization of a school employee to support the total program as deemed appropriate might uh, have some some strong issues. Furthermore, Senate Bill 287 came out, and that addresses the need for a specific course of instruction uh, for students on internet utilization and use and precautions. Um, very compelling testimony from a family whose uh, child, unfortunately, uh, took their own life in, in participating in one of the TikTok challenges. And so we'll anticipate that bill to continue to move through in the House. Um, interestingly enough, <laughs> I think that bill also had on that the cursive writing. And so we'll see that come back. We've seen that for a number of years as that continues to be something that uh, is attached. Uh, Senate Bill 50 also uh, was uh, passed through committee that addresses the utilization of chaplains to support school counseling for specific areas or issues. Um, there were several uh, amendments to that bill that uh, we felt good about, um, and that was the requirement of chaplains to uh, comply with all state requirements for reporting to DCF or to the school administrator any concerns they have with a child that may be harmed to themselves or others. It also uh, is a went from a shall to a may, so schools may employ chaplains. There are some limitations, such as a two-year master's in divinity degree and some of those other things. So you may want to pay attention to Senate Bill 50 as well. So uh, the other one that just kind of popped up on our radar, again, uh, not directly relating to education, but to benefits, um, and that is House Bill 1200. Um, that was proposed as putting a cap for uh, state employees on the uh, fees that hospitals can charge their insurance for services provided to state employees. Um, we will be looking at that. We think public schools should be included on that. Uh, that would be a cost-cutting measure and a, a good opportunity for schools to save a little money uh, on, on health insurance, be it if you're self-insured or part of a cooperative or uh, just uh, work with a different kind of insurance uh, structure or regulation. So uh, House Bill 1200, we're going to uh, attach the, that to our watch list and continue to monitor that. So as we get ready to move uh, move on, uh, basically we'll have the month of February 
Uh, this next week is kind of a, a down week where they'll go through second and third readings and get things finalized before they get them moved over uh, to the uh, appropriate education committee or appropriate legislative committee. And then they'll start with a review of those in the different uh, senates and the different house committees, and we'll, we'll be actively engaged in that. So uh, just again, I wanted to provide you a quick overview. Uh, as always, please contact me if you have any questions. Um, we've had several superintendents and members of IPSS who have come to the state house and testified on uh, certain bills that they were passionate about. That's always well received and sincerely appreciated. Um, your legislators truly appreciate hearing from those members in the field. And so thank you to those superintendents that came uh, to the state house, and uh, thank you to those that have reached out to me and and uh, provided specific input or examples that has been very helpful in our testimony and work with legislators as we move forward. So uh, appreciate all the work that everyone does. Um, you know, we continue to seem to be a focal point of legislative mandates and interventions. Again, I think this is an opportunity for our association to be engaged in uh, how that legislation plays out. Uh, sometimes we come out ahead, sometimes we come out behind, and sometimes we just, it's a neutral, but nonetheless, we always want to be involved. I want to thank you again for everyone's support, engagement, and uh, would encourage you to continue to monitor and uh, be actively involved in your legislative influences that uh, you have within your specific school corporations and your regions. So thank you so much. I uh, hope everyone has uh, had a good January and looking forward to a good Valentine's Day in the month of February. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm.